0: Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode three of season two of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I hope you have all had a beautiful week. I am super pumped for this episode today because I have another beautiful guest on the podcast. Bianca Marix is a clinical naturopath, a certified life and mindset coach that helps her patients disconnect from stress and anxiety and feel lasting wellness. Bianca specializes in gut health and small Intestine bacteria overgrowth management, mood, adrenal support, and women's wellness. Her passion is to help people build stress resilience, avoid burnout, and supercharge their health and mindset to feel their very best. In this episode, Bianca and I talk all about her business and her journey from science to naturopathy, how stress impacts different organs and body systems, the impact of stress on our hormones, food and nutrients that best support stress, adrenal health, and hormone balance how Bianca uses mindset coaching within her naturopathy practice, and some actionable steps that women can take to look after their overall health and well-being. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bianca has so, so much value, and she has added so much knowledge to the podcast. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Have a beautiful week, and remember, life is for living, not stressing. You are too blessed to be stressed. Hello, Bianca, and welcome to the Too Blessed To Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, lovely. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Um, So one of the first questions that I've been asking all my guests is, what is the one thing that you do often that helps you manage your stress levels?
1: Oh, I'm very much about fun movement like dancing around the house in short bursts to move and release energy so I'm quite often getting up from my desk putting my headphones in and doing a quick dance around the house I love um, it. Or the office. so yeah you thought I was going to say meditation or yoga didn't you
0: <laughs>
1: I did because I feel like very often people are
0: like meditation um, a bit of yeah. yoga a bit of this but no I love the dancing
1: I love it yeah no, I need to move need to move get up release some energy and um, you know but I also make sure that I manage my time really well because overloading and doing too much is definitely one of my stress uh, triggers so I really need to practice what I preach by doing this so managing my time is a non-negotiable I love that. And I'm a little bit like you,
0: Bianca. If I'm not organized and if I don't stick to my schedule, my life just gets a bit manic. So I'm all about organization. And I think it's a really good way. And I know I use this quite a bit in my coaching practice, really getting women organized so that they feel less stressed. Yes. Yes. I love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your business and how you got to where you are now. Oh, I've been a
1: naturopath for just over 14 years and I always had a curiosity of how the human body works and whilst I was at uni, you know, the very beginning sort of after high school, I was really stressed. My health was suffering. I just wasn't happy and my anxiety was at its all-time high at its highest. I didn't want to take any medication, so I started to look for other options. I knew that my diet was terrible. It was a typical uni diet of, you know, quick noodles, like two-minute noodles, (laughs) fried food, (laughs) pizza, whatever the cafeteria or the yeah, the uni shops had, which was always rubbish. Um, so I started to become more interested in nutrition and, you know, back then, 14 years ago, even nutrition was still called alternative medicine. And I started looking into other courses purely for my own health. And I knew that a change or making a change was definitely the right thing to do for me. So I actually started studying naturopathy purely for myself, to be honest, like a lot of us do. And I went through this whole transformation and, I kind of knew from that point how I was going to use it to help other people, you know, exactly like myself. So here I am all those years later. I've been working in some really fabulous busy clinics in Melbourne, had my children, and then started my own practice in the middle of a pandemic, which has actually been really amazing. Oh, amazing. And I think
0: a lot of people, COVID really pressed them to step outside their comfort zone and open up their own business, or really re- re- reassess where their work situation is at. So I love that, and I think a
1: lot yeah. of people have been really successful as a result. It's been it's been great in that respect, and you know we've had to uh, manage our time differently, work around. Um, you know, home circumstances, for example, people that have had kids that had to keep them at home. So we've adjusted, we've pivoted when we've needed to and it's been great. I always wanted to go and start my own practice. So last year was, well, forced me to do that, but it was really great and lots of fun.
0: Amazing. And so what I loved about you is that you are a science-based naturopath. And so I would like to know how you went from, science to naturopathy and how did you know that you wanted to combine the two?
1: Well, I made the change purely for my own interest at the time, you know, my personal health circumstances and 14 years ago, it was great to combine the two because I got the best of both worlds. So studying science and biomedical science, because I just had a fascination with the human body. And you know, naturopathy now is very evidence-based, while still honouring past traditions and still very much looking at health from a holistic viewpoint. You know, because that's essential. And I had grown up also in a medical research family, so that was the language that we spoke. I was just used to using all of that medical language. So for me to combine the two, it was it was just automatically. It just blended perfectly amazing and I'm a little bit the same
0: like my background is in science but when I do my coaching now I combine both science and I guess holistic health because I think both of them go hand in hand and I think we can learn a lot from science but we can also learn a lot from the holistic side of things as well absolutely yeah absolutely So the next question is a big question, and I guess it would be amazing if you could really just summarise um, the different aspects that go into this question, but how does stress impact the different systems and organs within our body?
1: Oh, goodness, it is a big question, but it's really important to understand. So firstly, remember that stress comes from, you know, emotional stress. It comes from physiological stress, like disease states in the body. It comes from diet and food and also toxins and chemical stress. When we look at the key hormones involved in our stress response, one of the biggest players is cortisol. And we've all heard about cortisol before. We talk about it all the time. However, it's not the only one. The effects of cortisol are so wide-reaching and impacts every single body system because it has to. You know, It's designed to make us move, to run, to produce more energy you know, and even to wake up in the morning. And cortisol will dampen anything that gets in the way of that. It's essentially needed in a fight or flight response. So it interacts with many hormones. It competes for receptor sites on cells and increases and and reduces other hormones in the body. So some quick examples of this is it will shut down digestion, reduce gastric secretions, you know, contribute to the alteration of gut bacteria and also affecting the breakdown and absorption of nutrients that we get from our food. You know, and reducing digestive function then has so many other flow-on effects, such as, you know, contributing to leaky gut and, you know, changing the production of neurotransmitters in our gut. So then our, our mood can also be affected. It also will put a halt on reproduction because that's not essential in when we need to survive. Uh, or running from something. So it increases estrogen, you know, and it also competes with progesterone for receptor binding. So we see changes in ovulation, um, an increase in infertility, loads more PMS, irritability, anxiety, uh, breast tenderness, fluid retention, and, and so forth. We also see an increase in belly fat because of its, the role that cortisol has with adrenaline in um, insulin secretion. So an insulin, sorry, uh, cortisol and insulin both increase our hunger hormone and reduces leptin, which is the hormone that makes us feel full. So in turn, this excess belly fat and also our, our peripheral fat also helps to actually increases estrogen levels. So working on adrenal health is so important. You know, one of the other main things that we see with stress is we see our thyroid health being affected. And that's because it influences the conversion of our inactive thyroid hormone, T4, to T3, which is our active thyroid hormone. And we see increased levels in things like reverse T3, which is also inactive. And that means that we see a widespread reduction in T3 binding across the body. So we feel more fatigued. We see more of a hypothyroid um, presentation. Not for everybody, but just as an example. So stress And cortisol also has a massive impact on our immune system. We see reduction in parts of our immune response and increases in things like allergy and autoimmunity. So it has wide-reaching effects on the body and that's just a really small snapshot. And in turn, they all feed into each other in loops and we really need to break that cycle of chronic stress uh, and adrenal activation before we get to that burnout stage and we make it sound like cortisol is all bad and it's not yes. our survival our survival depends on it we do need it but not at chronically elevated levels all the time yeah absolutely
0: and i i can relate i was actually really really unwell a couple of years ago and because I had been chronically stressed for such a long period of time, my body just literally stopped working. So everything stopped functioning. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I had lost a lot of weight. I was so exhausted. I could sleep for hours. So I think Mm. I'm, I guess, a living example of how that chronic stress can impact all the different parts of your body in such a negative way.
1: Yeah, and it just goes to show that It's one of the reasons why you're doing what you're doing now, because you've lived through it and you know it. And you also know that you can come out the other side as well. Absolutely. And I'm so passionate about it, as I know you are as well. And
0: I think, you know, a lot of people focus on food, a lot of people focus on movement, but Many of us just put up with stress and think that it's a normal way of living. Um, but unfortunately, being chronically stressed isn't normal. Um, mm. And like you said, a little bit of stress is okay, but it's the issues is when that stress becomes chronic and the impact that it can have on your overall health and well being. Mm.
1: And we also need to remember just on that is that, you know, stress and our ad- adaptation response is is part of us. So adapting to stress and adjusting to different circumstances, whether it be foods, environment and so forth, is normal. So I always like to tell that to patients because, you know, it's not their fault. You know, it's part of our physiological response to learn to adapt and adjust, but it's when we do that constantly and then we start to consider this new level of stress as normal because our body has physiologically adapted it does become it does feel like the new normal but we need to understand that there are consequences to that and that affects our adrenal health and there's this constant pumping out of cortisol and we need to break that cycle so learning to rest and doing all of those things does take practice and that's why it's not always easy for people to do because our body has adapted
0: This episode is brought to you by the Stressless Journal. After spending most of my 20s chronically stressed, I came down with a mystery chronic illness at the end of 2015, which I'm sure was caused by my inability to manage stress and anxiety. While on my journey to better health, I discovered journaling, and it helped me so, so much in dealing with my stress and anxiety and in processing my feelings and emotions. And this is why I created the Stressless Journal. The Stressless Journal was created to encourage modern professional perfectionist women to take back control of their stress and to help them create more balance in their life. The journal provides women with tools to help them view stress in a different light and to better manage the impact that it has in their lives. It encourages women to take back control and help them live their lives in the present moment. If stress is something you struggle with on a daily basis, then this journal is for you. You can purchase your copy of the Stressless Journal by heading to the Knowing Her Wellness website shop, word.com.au forward slash shop forward slash. Now let's get back into today's episode. Absolutely, and so. Then I guess I want to move on to hormones a little bit because I think women at one stage or another have some sort of hormone imbalance. So how does yeah. stress impact hormones and what can women do to better get a better balance when it comes to their hormone health? Yeah, so
1: managing, this is going to sound so cliche, given what we're talking about, but managing stress and supporting your adrenal health is key. And I know that we're going to talk about how we can do that um, later on, but because of the widespread effect that stress hormones have on other hormones, we really need to be supporting our adrenal health. Furthermore, supporting proper gut and liver function is also key for hormone support because of how and where hormones are made, metabolized and excreted, and also to ensure that we have all of the right precursors and nutrients involved for all of these reactions. And then you have your hormone and system-specific treatments, so if somebody needs extra immune support or thyroid or reproductive support, for example. So the best things that we can do are also the things that we hear so much of already but we either forget to do them or we don't understand just how big of an impact they have on the body. So if we exclude supplementation and herbal medicine for the moment, it's about firstly ensuring proper sleep because, you know, cortisol has such a big part in circadian rhythm. It's really important that we are prioritising and getting quality sleep. We need to ensure that we reduce foods that affect our hormones and they the biggest culprits tend to be coffee and black tea because that does spike your your cortisol levels juices and um, refined sugars also increase cortisol and insulin Uh, alcohol and caffeine again which helps to sorry not helps but reduces liver detoxification and impairs gut function and alcohol actually also directly impacts the thyroid as well so fried foods, soft drinks processed meats all of the lovely things that you um, love to indulge in um, and definitely you can find a, a uni cafeteria i know that that's all that was offered to me 14 years ago <laughs> um, well i feel we like need... all uni students are the same <laughs> it kind of, it's almost a rite of passage but it's not the right foods that uni students definitely should be eating so we need to focus on fresh lots of filtered water ensuring proper eating patterns so no skipping of meals no running on empty because that will spike your cortisol and your insulin levels you know exercise and all of your favorite stress management techniques and we also need to think about reducing exposure to toxins perfumes you know making sure we wash any new clothes that we buy you know our makeup personal care products all those sorts of things because they all impact our um, hormone health
0: absolutely and i love what you did what you actually said there with the sleep and I actually did an episode on this. We forget how much sleep helps with us to just cope through life, how much it helps us rejuvenate as well. Um, And I think, you know, during our uni days and our 20s, we don't sleep enough and then we get to our 30s and we're playing catch-ups with sleep because we didn't have enough of it when we were in our 20s
1: yeah absolutely sleep is so important it makes a really big difference to the way that we recuperate and it's involved in our circadian rhythm which assists with weight management stress reduction adrenal health uh you know and also our gut function as well so we really need to be making sure that we're getting the best quality sleep that we can amazing
0: and then so what type of foods and nutrients are best to support stress, adrenal health, and your hormones?
1: Yeah, so firstly, obviously, steering away from some of the ones that we've already mentioned, they're key. Uh, you know, coffee, black tea, you know, refined sugars. If you have to have a coffee, um, make sure that you have it after breakfast so that you don't get a cortisol spike in the insulin spike. So please have it, uh, sorry, After breakfast sorry i think i said before Uh, please have it after breakfast yeah Um, not before and make sure that it's in the morning yeah so good quality proteins are also key from if it's from an animal source please ensure that it's you know organic sustainably sourced Uh, organ meats are really great because they're also quite high in b vitamins Uh, an acquired taste i do understand but quite good for stress and adrenal support If you don't eat meat, then ensuring that you get your quality proteins from your legumes, nuts and seeds, um, some whole grains. Uh, So we're excluding white rice here, um, eggs, natural yogurts. Um, And if you can protein combine well with other veggies, you'll be right. We often crave carbs when we're stressed due to the action of cortisol and insulin. And the more refined carbs we have, we feed back into that loop and it and it just goes around in, in in that constant circle and loop. So we crave more carbs. So protein is important here. Foods also foods that are high in vitamin C are key for the adrenal glands. The adrenals actually have the highest content of vitamin C per gram of tissue in the body. So it plays such an important role um, also in converting. Uh, cholesterol into hormones. We use a lot of vitamin C and other antioxidants before, during, and after the stress response. And, you know, vitamin C is also used in many other reactions in the body. For example, like f- facilitating iron absorption as one of the many examples, which in turn is very important for other processes in the body, including the production of thyroid hormone. So ensuring we get lots of vitamin C through our diet is important. So green leafy vegetables, vegetables, Sprouts are an amazing source of vitamin C. Tomatoes, peppers, uh, particularly red peppers, broccoli, strawberries, blueberries, and kiwi. Are, kiwi fruit is really great too. Kiwi fruit is really good for constipation, just as an FYI. <laughs> if you're yes.
0: operating yes.
1: Those. Um, Good sources of essential fatty acids, very important also. So flax seeds, salmon or, or deep sea fish, olive oils, also great. And then lastly, foods that are rich in... Magnesium and B vitamins also help to support the adrenals, but also the nervous system, which when we're stressed is primarily sympathetic nervous system dominant. So once again, you've got your green leafy vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and avocados are really, really great here too. Before we end up on this question, we need to remember that any food and nutrient that helps support proper gut health or liver support, things like fibre, prebiotics, maybe some selenium, zinc, and others is also essential um, in keeping our hormones balanced. And of course, this therefore impacts our mood, our skin, our immune system. So we really need to look at the body as a whole. But the best thing that you can do is test for deficiencies and your current hormone levels before you start supplementing with either individual nutrients or even food supplements. Yeah, make sure you get tested.
0: Absolutely. I think that's really important. I think there's so many supplements out there now and people just go buy supplements, but they don't actually, like they think they might need that particular supplement, but they haven't actually had the blood test to show that their body definitely needs it. So I think it's really important to get tested. Yeah, absolutely. And so you are also a mindset coach. Um, How do you incorporate that into the work that you do?
1: We really need to be addressing all of the causes and contributing factors to stress. And emotional stress is not only driven by external factors, you know, like other people, relationships, maybe problems at work and, and so forth. It is also driven by the pressures we put on ourselves, our internal dialogue, doing way too much, always feeling like things have to be hard, perfectionism, you know, and so forth. This is... Emotional strain has a big impact on our stress response and it manifests physically. So not putting yourself first is a huge mindset block that has consequences. It is the quickest way to burn out. So together we explore in a dialogue mindset how it's affecting them, but also more importantly how you can move through it. And it's really transformative both mentally and physically. I love mindset work. It's the key reason why I became a life coach as well because I was treating patients so much on a physical level and I knew that they needed help with their mindset. They they were in their own way, so to speak. And we always incorporate both, so mindset and the physical work, but together you've got you're a force to be, you know, reckoned with. You're unstoppable if you can really get a hold of both of them.
0: Totally agree and I think we have this focus on our physical health all the time and um, we not that we forget about the mental side of things, but we always look after the physical first before we look after our mental
1: health when really it should sort of be the other way around. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, yeah, obviously depending on the patient, but I 100% agree with you and the way that we feel and the stresses that we put on ourselves, they do manifest physically. and you know, when we're trying to get to the root cause of people's problems and the root causes and contributing factors to stress, we cannot ignore mindset.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. And yeah, I think we just need to be a little bit more conscious of that as well. And I'm a big believer in, um, you know, things that we don't deal with emotionally manifesting into physical symptoms. And sometimes it literally takes for your body to stop in order for you to acknowledge of what actually is going on in your life.
1: Yeah, we're getting getting so much better at recognising that. Some of us have a way to go, Um, but hopefully we can get to the point that we don't have to reach burnout or adrenal fatigue before we start to pay attention. Amazing. And so the last question that I have for you, Bianca,
0: is what are some of, the actionable steps that women can take to look after their overall health and well-being? Because I think sometimes we do forget that we actually have quite a lot of control over the things we consume, the environment that we're in, how we move our body. But from your perspective, what
1: are some of your tips? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a few here. First of all, as I mentioned before, I encourage every woman to get the appropriate functional testing done. So let's get a proper picture of what's going on and what they're either potentially lacking, where your hormones are at, what you're in excess of and so forth. This ensures that your treatment is specific and targeted. So hold off, as you mentioned before, from running to the shops to get every green powder, gut powder, maca supplement, because you've heard that it's great for hormone health and you're feeling like they're a bit out of whack at the moment. Let's see what's happening first and then go from there. Second of all, I encourage all of my patients to take doing nothing really seriously. Many of us don't like stopping. There is a big mindset mindset shift that needs to happen here. So please take doing nothing very seriously. I would also focus on your top three dietary improvements that you should be making based on your health goals. So going for the top three instead of trying to do 10 or all of them is key because you're not going to stick to all 10 necessarily so go for the top three and that way you can implement them daily and it becomes part of your normal diet and as you just mentioned before focusing what you can control is key that includes aspects of your diet aspects of your lifestyle the including the company that you keep your mindset Um, And also including things like household chemicals and um, toxin exposure, things like your makeup and um, skincare and so forth. We can control all of that. So keep your eye on what you can control and just block out the rest. That will keep you focused. As we mentioned, make sleep a priority. So important for uh, for hormone balance, reducing cortisol and supporting not just our adrenals, but our gut, our thyroid and weight loss as well, if that happens to be a goal for some people. Move your body, make exercise fun. We don't want to be over-exercising because that's another issue, but make it fun. And lastly, know what your best go-to de-stressing techniques are and make them a daily occurrence. So these are your cortisol busters. So whether it be meditation, yoga, exercise, journaling, deep breathing, deep breathing is really great grounding in nature, whatever it is, dancing around the house, whatever it is, know what works for you and do it or do a combination of those every single day.
0: Oh, I love that. There's so many good gems there, Bianca. You're amazing and thank you so much for all the value that you provided the audience with today. And so where can people find you if they want to come and see you and work with you? Um,
1: Where is the best place to find you? Sure. So the best place to get in touch with me is via my website, which is lifeelite.com.au um, or also uh, through Instagram at Bianca Merrick's Naturopath. And it's best just to book in for a free 10 minute consult. If you have any questions on your adrenal health, your hormone health, stress management, um, any functional testing, and I will answer them for you and point you in the right direction about how you can start to feel well again. So that's probably the best place to get me
0: amazing and i'll make sure i'll pop all the links in the show notes. Thank you again so much Bianca. Have a wonderful day. Thank you you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at knowing her wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to be Stressed.